Welcome, welcome, everybody. This is Get the KO. I am your host, Clifford Red Dog Miller, and as always, I've got Anthony Lou Lujan. Say what up, Anthony. What's up, everybody? Hey, so really quick, uh, I'm going to start the show off kind of in a somber mood, uh, only because it's just very important to me, and it's such a huge piece to me, and I know it's going to be such a huge piece to Anthony as well. Uh, you know, not just the music side, um, pretty much the world was kind of rocked a little bit by the fact that Chester Bennington uh, had committed suicide. Uh, it's definitely a huge ordeal, you know, and uh, everybody, at least somebody out there, either knows a Lincoln Lincoln Park song or loves Lincoln Park or has something that associated with them, whether you're one step closer to the edge or you were feeling numb or you were crawling or you were a part of a new divine or even if you were part of the latest album with uh, things getting heavy, you know, it was definitely, um, it was sad to see such a, a beautiful singer uh, and something so serious. And, uh, you know, um, Something that just kind of comes to light, and, and we're going to talk about this early, uh, myself as well as Anthony, we're all about veteran suicide, but not just veteran, veteran suicide awareness, about suicide awareness in general. You know, um, when you feel like there's not someone there looking out for you, there is, and we're, we're there for you, and the kind of echo something Chester has said was, um, who cares if one more light goes out? In the sky of a million stars, it flickers, it flickers. Who cares if someone times runs out? If a moment is all we are, we're quicker, we're kicker. Who cares if one more light goes out? Well, I do. And Anthony can echo this as well. Um, I care. He cares. We care. So we're going to keep reaching out and just letting you guys know that if you ever feel lonely, you guys don't think that there's something out there for you, we are here. We don't care if you're a stranger. We don't care if you're, um, if you're a friend, a family, um, a distant cousin that we may have chopped off the, the family tree two or three times. And we're here for you guys, and we just want you guys to know that we care. And there's, and, and suicide, it, it's death is a is a is a permanent solution to sometimes a temporary problem. And I get it. You know, depression does hit us all. We all we all fall, but we're all here for you and there's somebody out there for everybody and there's somebody who cares about you and i know i've gone to anthony i've gone to other friends and anthony's come to me and he's gone to other friends and we have friends all over the world who come to us whenever we're in trouble they're in trouble and we go to them when we're in trouble and it it, it really it's funny because i always think of the the words that it takes a village to raise a child but it, it takes a village to help people, and that's essentially what we are. We're people first. I don't know. How are you feeling about it, Anthony? I, I'm, to- I'm totally with you there. I uh, um, Now that we kind of hit a, a tough spot with this one, um, I recently went through some stuff like this and uh, and felt like there is no way out. We uh, We made it through there. I have you and a few other people. Shout out to Scott. To, for helping me out in my life um, and my, what was going on at the time of that. With that being said, um, it opened my eyes up to, to to the suicide subject a lot more. I uh, firmly agree with Cliff. It is a permanent solution for a temporary problem. And the 
there's always going to be a light at the end of the tunnel, no matter what you're going through. Um, do not do not hesitate to reach out to myself or even Cliff, um, even other friends, family. Go to them if you can't. Go to go to a church and talk to a to a priest or a father or a, um, even even if you have to take it to the street and talk to a homeless person, it's better to talk out your problems than just to let them bottle stay bottled in and you do something that. It's going to hurt your mom, your dad, your brother, your sister, your loved ones, your friends, your best friends. Um, that's something that uh, that you once you do, you can't take that one back, and that's not okay. And my phone, my Facebook, my Snapchat is always available for anybody that wants to talk. Yeah, we're we're always here for you guys. That's all we want to do. So we want to start off the show that way just because, you know, me being in high school, I was a huge Linkin Park fan. I still kept being a Linkin Park fan afterwards. And, you know, even their latest, like I said, their latest song, uh, One One More Light, has definitely touched my soul. And I, I think about all the friends that I've lost, uh, not just the suicide, but just in general, whether it was cancer, uh, homicide, just you know, war, it it affects us all and we all have to walk through uh this life. And you know, we, we are we are a moment in somebody else's life and you know, we're here reaching out to you guys and we want you guys to know that you're part of our lives. And if you're taking the time out to listen to us, you are a part of our lives and we want to be a part of yours. So don't hesitate don't hesitate. Um after when we go to sign off for tonight, we'll give you guys all of our information so you guys can get in touch with us, whether that's through Instagram uh, Twitter, Facebook, um, or you guys want to find us on Snapchat. We'll give you guys all that stuff so you guys can uh, get in touch. Also, you know, um, if you guys feel like, I mean, one source, uh, you know, veteran prevention, there's all sorts of help out there for people who are just feeling lonely, and we're there, and we'll be here, and we know that everybody else uh, is, is there for you too. So, you know, uh, our, my prayers and thoughts go out to uh, Chester Bennington, you know, his I, I pray his soul just finds uh, peace, and that uh, you know, uh, his his wife and their six kids can uh, cope with with the pain that they're dealing with right now. Yeah, definitely. Uh, my thoughts prayers also go out to Chester and uh, his family, his kids, his wife, even his bandmates. Like they've been doing this since we were in high school. That that was twelve years ago. Uh, they. Uh, their family right there along with them. Like they're they're more, they're devastated just like everybody else would be. Um so rest in peace, brother, rest in paradise. Alright, and with that being said, we're gonna move off from the summer topic. We're gonna talk about another topic, huge topic last night. We had the fights last night where we got to see uh Chris Weedman and Gaslam lead off on these uh take the main main event card for the night. Uh, you know, Anthony, did you you saw the results of the fight? We were both kind of busy. Um, I actually got to watch the last fight. Uh, a couple of my friends were all kind of laughing because they were talking about Chris Weedman and how he was done and he needed to retire. And then we watched Chris Weedman come back, get the arm triangle choke, and win it in the third round with 3:46 left. It was a huge win for Chris Weedman. We just want to give him a shout out and just say, hey, congratulations on the win. It was much needed especially after coming off of a three-fight losing streak, is definitely something that he, he needed. Uh, you know, earlier today on the blog, uh, forget the KO.blogspot.com, just kind of give you guys a heads up. 
you know, it was one thing that I talked about. He needed this win. He needed a win. Um, someone else that needed a huge win was Holly Holmes, and she got her win. You know, we talked about Chris Lieben and his ability to make the comebacks. And then uh, a couple of other fighters who needed to get some wins, man. We need Travis Brown to get back in that win column because, you know, he's a devastating force, and sliding on a four four slight, uh, four skid losing streak is not something you want to talk about. And then Jake Ellenberger as well, you know. Uh, he's won one, but he's four out of his four out of his last five have all been losses. And he's somebody else that, you know, we want to see him turn his career around and, and try to make some, something happen. So, uh, but no, big shout-out to Chris Weedman. Some of the other fights that we had going on. Uh, one that really shocked me was actually Jimmy Rivera versus Thomas Almeida. Uh, that, was, that went to decision. It was a 29-28, 30, 30-26, and then 30-27. Uh, you know, Thomas Almeida got dropped twice in the first round. Very tough. And he had to come battle back. Uh, I kind of felt like he won, won round two, but obviously round three, judges kind of took it the other way. So that was uh, kind of a very tough loss for him. Patrick Cummins with the split decision. That was very kind of controversial, as well as uh, Darren Eklund's. Because I definitely thought uh, Johnny Villante, Villante, I'm sorry if I slaughter your name. Uh, I felt like he had a, definitely a, a, a good shot. But, uh, you know, like I said, whenever you leave cards, you leave the decision in the judges' uh, hands. You're not don't don't expect it. Don't expect the wins to happen. Yeah, definitely. I agree with you. I right? we've we've been on many many top times that where we saw it the other way, and it the judges seen it the other way, and this, this controversy after controversy. Uh, you can't let that you can't let that uh that that fight go to the judges if if it's that close. No, definitely, definitely not. You know, we just want to kind of touch on the reviews a little bit. We got a lot more stuff we got to talk about here. I uh, got the KO. Biggest thing that we want to get into now, we have this weekend, right? So before we start talking about the main card in general, Anthony, you've got to tell me, we talked about this earlier today, your one fight that is not on the main card that you are looking forward to. What is it, my brother? All right. So my fight that is not on the main card is the uh... – is the Ricardo Lamas versus Jason Knight fight. That is very intriguing. Jason Knight's on a uh, four-fight win streak, I believe, after uh, beating uh, Chad Scally, Alex Cazares, and uh, Dan Hooker. Uh, Jim Allers, the other guy that he beat. Um, so he's on, he's on a little win streak, and he's right there towards the crawling up those rankings where he could be getting ready to Look in the spotlight and maybe trying to get a number one contender or a uh, or maybe even a uh, even a title fight. Um, he's had some great performances. He's had, I believe, he's had in the last four fights. I think he's had two performance of the night and one fight of the night. Um, so that's going to be something that I am going to pay attention to and see where this is going to go. And on the other side of that, you got Ricardo Lamas, who. Uh, Who's been up and down? He's been uh he's one loss, one loss, one loss. Uh, he's uh he used to be a beast for a while. Like now he's now his striking percentage went down. His striking's at twenty six percent. I'm getting this off of UFC.com. Um, his his takedown percentage was high. His take takedown percentage at one point was like sixty five percent, and now it's down to thirty. So that's going to be the fight that I am most excited to see. That's not on the main card. That's awesome, man. No, that's really good. Uh, I think my fight for tonight is going to be Sterling versus uh, Barraro. 
Uh, it's a huge fight card, man. Both guys are coming off of big wins, especially after both of them having a two-fight lose streak. We're talking about uh, Barrow losing to Dillashaw for the Bantamweight Championship. And then uh, we saw Jeremy Stevens get that decision when uh, on the Almeida Garbrandt uh, card. And that was uh, Guara's uh, return back to the featherweight. And then he got his win over Phil V. Norver, so it was definitely huge. And then on the other side with Sterling, man, we had a loss uh, to Caraway, we had a loss to uh, Azuaka, and now he got his win over Mendez. So to see these two huge, uh, these little juggernauts getting in, in into the ring, and they're going to be throwing some serious blows back and forth, definitely be fun to watch. Uh, one thing I would definitely expect to see is to watch Bahara uh, on his takedown defense. He's definitely uh, one, of the, one of the better uh, defending wrestlers, and he definitely has a great stand-up game. So it'll be, it'll be fun to watch and see what he can do. Uh, he does... You know, when he does get taken out to the ground, he usually tends to tap people out. So we'll see what happens. Uh, the other side, on the other side too, you have Sterling, who's also a great uh, on the Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu side. So I mean, you guys might expect to see a decision on this, but I'm kind of pulling for Barraro uh, to get into that second win. You know, hopefully we get to see him kind of move up the ranks a little bit and a little bit quicker. And uh, I don't know, man. That's that's my fight to look forward to. So let's move on to the main card where we're gonna have Jimmy Manua. Versus uh, Vulcan uh, Ozzy Demir. It's a this is a huge fight for UFC 214. You talk about in the in the light heavyweight. Uh, these guys, man, it's just it's it's so crazy to see because on one side we have a man who's uh, in Vulcan who's totally dominated uh, a really really good OSP. You know, um, they said it was a decision by split, but if I remember right, I think OSP was rocked a few times and in the back and wasn't was struggling to fight. And then he turned on fight uh Mishka and he did a he did a sensational job fighting Mishka and uh and winning that fight. And then on the other side where we have um on Vulcan, so we have Jimmy and with Jimmy Jimmy's had some huge wins, uh obviously with the knockout of OSP and then uh, and another win with uh Corey Anderson. Uh the only loss that Jimmy has had so far Really, that kind of stands out where guys who are taller than him or stronger. And I say that in the sense that Alexander Gustafson got one with a TKO and Anthony Rumble Johnson got his knockout. And let's be real, Anthony Rumble Johnson, he's a beast. And, uh, you know, he retired, so congrats to him. Hopefully he has a, a wonderful career trying to make it as an L.A. Ram. We'll see what happens. Um, but, no, so how do you feel about that fight, Anthony? Uh, I am excited to see this one. Um the Vulcan, he's just up and coming right now. He's fourteen and one. Uh, looking at some of the stats at, about him, he uh, his accuracy is a little low. He's at forty six percent, but he lands five point six three uh, strikes per minute, and uh, but he also absorbs them too. He uh, absorbs five point five per a minute, which shows that he's very durable. He's going to be able to take a hit. Um, Jimmy Jimmy's lands just over three and a half to uh, getting absorbed by. 2.9. Uh, so it's gonna be who's gonna who's gonna flinch first, really. Uh, I think I'm gonna have to take a Vulcan on this one. I think he's gonna win by knockout. That's a that's. I mean, I wouldn't even doubt that to happen because Vulcan definitely definitely loves to eat some uh, e punches, but he does also have a hundred percent takedown defense, which is kind of huge, especially for a person that you know if Jimmy's gonna try to shoot, he's probably not gonna get that shot off. So definitely going to have to lean with you, too. Uh, Vulcan keeps this on the feet. He definitely looks for the knockout, and he probably gets it. You know, um, I'm probably thinking for this fight, it, it 
you know, these are two juggernauts who don't like coming out of the first round. So we're definitely probably looking more into a second round knockout. Uh, well, I, I, I want to be honest. I think second round knockout, I wouldn't be surprised if it happened in the first. But definitely I'm going to have to agree with you and go with Vulcan. Uh, moving up one fight, uh, we got Robbie Lawler versus Anthony's all-time favorite fighter, uh, Donald Cerrone. So, uh, Anthony, I'm just going to let you go ahead break down this fight. What do you think? Oh, my gosh. I This one's so hard because I'm a, like you said, I'm a huge Cowboy Cerrone fan. I, uh, when I used to live in Denver, I used to go watch him, just watch him practice. And uh, it made my day every time I got a chance to go there and watch him. And then you got, on the other side, you got Robbie Lawler, who's just coming off of a, just coming off a, a title reign that, 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 was pretty magnificent, I think. Um, I think that uh, Tyron Woodley is hands down the best fighter in that division with everything that he does from he can take it to the ground, he can knock you out standing. Um, so then you, so you got these two guys. These guys aren't aren't afraid to uh, aren't afraid to throw down. And uh, Cowboy Cerrone is. Uh, an adre- adrenaline junkie. He just does stuff out of the limbs and does what he wants. And he's got a, such a great camp there. Um, you just you just got you got a tough Robbie Lawler who's who's had his up and downs in his career. And now he's and it, it's pretty much shot up. And you're going to uh, see two of my favorite fighters in the UFC right now. Donald being my all time favorite. Um, going at it, and I'm just. I'm torn because I don't know what's going to happen. Donald just came off of uh, getting knocked out by um, um, Jorge Masdevall, and he's got to try to get back on this win streak to see if, to try to get another title fight. And then you got Robbie, who who was trying to get back to it, where he wants to get into in another title fight. He wants the winner of uh, Damian Maya versus uh, the champ uh, um, Tyrone Ridley. Um, this one's gonna this one's gonna be stand up. They're both they're both gonna, gonna swing. Um, Robbie like Robbie likes to be in, the, in these bloodbath knockout knock uh, drag down and see who's gonna win. Um, ask Rory McDonald. That was a, that was such a great fight. Like Rory just couldn't take it no more. Um, but that being said, stats show Donald lands more. And also absorbs more. I don't know if Donald felt the power of somebody like a Robbie because I don't think Jorge Masvidal has the power that Robbie has. Um, defensive wise, uh, you got to give the edge there to Cerrone. Uh, my prediction on this one is really tough. It's it's pretty much a coin flip, but I cannot go against my boy, and I'm gonna take Donald. Cowboy Cerrone by decision. So interesting enough, man, one of the things that I definitely love about Donald Cerrone, and then this is one thing that kind of goes against Robbie Lawler, right, is that Robbie's not really the type that wants to wrestle. He's one of the types that wants to fight. And if you check out some of the losses that he's had, uh, submission guillotine to Jake Shields, submission uh, triangle choke to Jason Mayhem Miller, uh, submission to Rondo Souza. Uh, then, you know, a couple of decisions after that, and then he has the KO loss to Tyrone, uh, Tyrone Woodley. So I think one of the things that stands out to me is that even though Lawler is a good brawler, 
he's not very good on his back. And he's not very good at the bottom where Donald Cerrone excels. And we've seen Donald Cerrone just pull, like, the craziest matchups and pull the craziest wins out of just God knows out of weird positions and pull off submission victories. So I definitely would have to – I have to agree with you that Donald's going to win this fight, but I have to disagree with you that this is going to be a decision. I think this might end up being – one that you see uh, a submission victory for Donald Cerrone, and it possibly could happen in the third round, especially if Donald can get uh, Robbie to the ground and grind him out. Agreed. I, I can see that happening. So let's move up. One more weight class or one more fight. We're going to switch over to the women's division. we got to be honest for a second. Uh, Christine Jen, uh, Justino, we all know her as Cyborg. Is going to be fighting Tanya uh, Evering, and this is for a championship fight. Uh, this will be in the women's featherweight after, um, oh, she got stripped. What was the girl's name? I got stripped. Is it Jermaine? Uh, yeah, Jermaine Rod. Jermaine DeRomney. Jermaine, Jermaine DeRomney. Randomy. Yeah. But, yeah, so we saw we saw a huge thing happen there. You know, she didn't even know she got stripped until she she read it on social media, which was kind of a big deal, but it kind of seems like a black eye towards the UFC that you wouldn't even let one of your champions know that you're stripping them to give Cyborg a chance of fighting for the title. Um, it's just going to go without saying, I'm I'm just going to give it to the Cyborg. She's tough. She's mean. She's cutting down from like 170 pounds down to 145, and she's going to be fighting at that weight class. It, it, I have not seen girls go toe-to-toe with uh, Cyborg and really win. So with that being said, you know, she does land 8.24 strikes a minute. Of course, we get a lot of our stats from uh, UFC.com. You know, we're talking about the fact that she averages about 1.87 takedowns, 75% takedown defense, and 100% uh, defended. So it's kind of an unfair advantage for, um, for Tanya. She's kind of walking into a bloodbath. If she does pull off the victory, hey, by all means, I'll eat all my words, but I just don't see this going in her way. How do you feel about it? Uh, I am with you. I have, uh, I've, I, uh, I started watching uh, Elite XC. That's where I first ever seen uh, Cyborg. She was fighting my female, all-time female favorite female fighter in Gina Carano. Um, and I've also seen uh, Tanya Evinger fight. Uh, and that nothing, Tanya Evangers, uh, I've never seen anything special come out of her. I think that that just she got picked because it's at that 140 mark. Um, with that being said, I've seen Chris Cyborg's uh, weight cuts and what she goes through and what she what happens after the weigh-in. I uh, fully think that this is going to be a first round knockout and. Uh, Cyborg is going to take that title. Yeah, I definitely have to agree with you on that, man. It's, it's just, they, I feel like they just kind of created a, a weight class for her so that she could hold the title. And, um, you know, Tanya, uh, poor Tanya, man, she's going to be the kind of the victim that we're about to find out. She's about to get it taken to her. And, you know, hopefully she's ready because she's going to have to be. Uh, moving up to another one. This is going to be an interesting weight. This is going to be an interesting fight, nonetheless. Um, of course, we're talking about uh, the chosen one, Woodley versus Damian Maya. Uh, Anthony, break down the fight, man. What you got? Um, 
This one's gonna be a grind out, I think. I think that uh Damian Maya probably has the best ground game out there, minus George St. Pierre. I think Damian Maya put if Damian Maya can get him on the ground and grind out five rounds of dominating the ground game, he'll win it. But Tyrone Woodley, his ground game is not one to be messed with either. His uh his take takedown uh defense was well, give me one quick second here, I just seen that. Was rather high. Uh yeah, ninety one point eight nine. Yeah, ninety one percent takedown defense. And then he also uh averages one takedown and uh his his accuracy is forty five uh percent. It is gonna be scary if Tyrone Woodley gets on top of you. I would definitely give the edge to Tyrone Woodley, but I am a man of faith, and I think when you work hard, you get it's going to take some time, and you're going to get something that you want, and I'm going to take Damian Maya with the win via submission. That's a strong call, man. That's a really strong call. And, you know, this is where we're going to have to differ a little bit. Uh, I'm a fan of Damian Maya. I remember him coming up uh, through the ranks, and he's definitely doing some good things. I feel that this Damian Maya is definitely a lot more well-rounded. Uh, his wrestling game is by far. It's, 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 not, it's, no, it's no joke. But we're talking about a collegiate wrestler over uh, with uh, Tyrone Woodley. Uh, the chosen one is definitely one not to be messed with. The one thing I think is going to happen is that this is going to switch from uh, – from a wrestling matchup to a hands matchup, and Tyrone Woodley has got faster hands than what uh, Damian Maia got. Uh, I think I'm going to have to lean the other way, man. I'm going to have to go with Tyrone Woodley, and I'm going to have to go by knockout. And it's going to have to be in the second round because Damian Maia, even though his endurance is good, his chin is not. And so I definitely think that that's one, that's going to be the one surprise we're going to see that Damian Maia is definitely going to, he's going he's gonna to eat it, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> Uh, I, I I agree with you. I think that uh, if anybody gets hit by Tyrone Woodley clean, they're probably going to go down. I'm looking at uh, uh, Damian Maya's uh, record here. He's 18-6. He's, uh, the funny thing is, is I do not think, you know, he has been. He has been knocked out one time in his MMA career, and that was at UFC 201 against uh, uh, Nate the Great Marquette. Uh, and that was a, a quick 21-second knockout. Other than that, every loss that he's had was a decision. So no, I think, yeah, uh, but if you look at if you look at some of the losses that he's had, look at some of the losses he's had. In the sense of uh, Mark Munoz, Chris Weidman, Jay Shields, Rory McDonald, those were all like really strong fighters. The funny thing about most of those fights too is that they all stayed on the feet. Um, if you know some of the wins too that he's had recently, though, uh, you know we've had a bunch of uh, rear naked chokes. And the thing is, is that to get a rear naked choke, that means you have to have a rest. You you know you got to get on somebody's back. And I don't think uh, Tyrone Woodley is going to be one of those guys who lets you get on his back. Uh, he definitely has no issue with his cardio. We've seen 
Uh, well, we saw Tyrone Woodley twice fight Stephen Thompson, and his cardio was never in question. It was just a go, 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 go. And it's definitely something we're seeing the second time around is that he's going to be this, this time around when uh, Woodley and, and Maya get in, uh, Damian get into it. Yeah, I definitely see the same thing. I see him pushing the tempo, and I see uh, Damian not being able to run at a tempo that Woodley can have, and that's why I think ultimately Woodley's going to get the knockout. Okay, interesting. That's gonna be that's, that's gonna be a really good fight, I think. I think uh, I don't think it's gonna be a very fast one. I think that uh, we might be in our seat and ready for a really good fight. So was that the, that's the first one, right? That we split. Uh, yes, that is our first split. Yeah, so we'll see what happens after that. Last one that we have here, though, we gotta talk about this championship fight. This has only been three years in the making, especially after the last time they fought. We're going to have Daniel D.C. Cromier versus John Bones Jones, finally. Now, given this is a, sun, this is a Sunday, uh, the fight doesn't take place until Saturday, the USADA could pop up at any time and say, hey, he's been flagged again, and it would cost us, or they might even flag D.C. We'll see what happens. Uh, but we got to be honest, man. This fight is going to be a huge fight. I'm definitely excited for it. Like I said, it's been a whole year in the making now. Um, the last time these two fought, uh, you know, John Jones was kind of able to do what he wanted with DC, and DC keeps talking about how he got him to take him down. But, uh, you know, DC is going to have to grind this fight out, and he's going to have to fight the perfect fight to win this fight. And uh, the problem that I see is that John Jones has been a guy who's been doing nothing but training, nothing but sparring. He's been helping other people, so he's been working on his own game. I think I see this kind of going the other way where I see John Jones coming back, winning that belt back, and showing people why he is the best fighter in UFC history. I I completely agree with you. Um, um, well, like 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 you said, this is it's six days away. Um, lo- I, I think as long as John Jones can walk out that out the from under behind the curtains, get in the cage, and that bell rings. That title is gonna be his. I, uh, like you said earlier, like like you said on that, like he showed DC that uh, he he did what he wanted. He hit when he wanted. He took him down when he wanted. He countered when he wanted him. I uh, looking at looking at Jones. Jones is a beast. Jones is uh, he started powerlifting, and I mean. The dude is jacked. The dude's going to be stronger. He's probably going to be a little bit faster. And I don't think DC is going to have an answer. And I, uh, and I think John Jones is going to get, the, get, this, get this decision win. But I think Jones also could tap him out. So I'm going to take this fight, and I'm going to say that Jones wins via – Submission. Fourth round. That's actually a strong. That's actually a strong call, man. Because you know what's funny is I kind of feel um, if Jones can definitely get this uh, fight going, he's definitely going to pull this off. But as far as the submission goes, man, I, it's not really. It's not something I see that's likely going to happen. I definitely see this kind of going the other way. So, excuse me. Um, I think this is a decision matchup that we're going to talk about here, man. Five rounds decision matchup. Uh, Jones. Let's see, the last time Jones knocked out somebody was Shel Sonnen, man, and that was in, in that was back in 2013. Every fight after that, though, decision, 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 decision. So 
I think we have to still go with a decision, uh, but you know, DC is definitely going to have his hands full. He's definitely going to have to step up to the plate. Uh, I actually think this is going to be a split decision. To uh, close. Yeah, I just think what I see going on, what I see going on in this fight is judges kind of conflicted uh, in the fight itself. They're going to try to lean one way or the other. Uh, I'm going to say that round four is probably going to be the round that people kind of judge and try to question because rounds one, I'm going to have to say uh, you're going to come out with a lot of emotion. So DC is probably going to try to have to keep himself contained. Uh, John Jones is going to come firing out the gate, and people are going to be expecting that. So Jones probably going to win one. DC wins two. Jones uh, wins three, and then I say Jones wins five with um, the fourth round kind of being that that iffy round. Or I'll say that yeah, DC no DC wins five, but round four be kind of that iffy round where people aren't quite sure because. Jones could probably be gassed. As you mentioned, he is powerlifting more. He is a lot stronger. But the one thing is, is that muscle requires oxygen. And if you are pushing the tempo a long time, you're draining your muscles. And it's harder to hard to get that air in. So unless he's been working his cardio game just as much as he's worked his powerlifting game, it's definitely going to be uh, tough for him to maintain the pace. But uh, I definitely see round four kind of be questionable. And then round five definitely probably going DC's way. And then you just see that the, the fight becomes split. Okay, it, it, I, so I, I agree. I I I I could see that. Uh, I could see it going five rounds. I definitely could. But I do think that Jones has a chip on his shoulder that's going to be bigger. That he wants Daniel to tap to him. He wants to have that hold on him that says, "I I made you mine. I made you tap out when I wanted to make you tap out, and you couldn't do anything but tap out." Um, I don't think Jones wants to leave it in the judges' judges' hands due to the controversies that he's been in lately. Um, I would would have to say that if it does go to decision, I think it's going to be unanimous, and I think it's going to be Jones winning the first, Jones winning the second, Jones winning the third, DC getting the fourth, and Jones winning the fifth. Definitely, definitely strong possibilities that could be going on in this round. Definitely. No, you're asking for watch. Fans around the world are excited for it, so it's definitely huge that we're getting into. Um, man, some of these fights that are coming up in the future, man, I've told people that I think we're we're just about to hit the three biggest fights that we're ever going to find out in probably combat history. And I say that in the sense that we have John Jones this weekend. We have Conor McGregor next month. We have Triple G the month after that. And we have, and it's not like they're fighting slouch names. So you have DC, you got Conor McGregor, Floyd Mayweather, and then you're going to have uh, Triple G fighting Canelo. So we have some good fights that we get to talk about coming up, um, not just in the MMA world, but in the boxing world as well. So we're definitely going to have a lot of fun uh, to talk about, man. How are you feeling about some of these fights that are coming up? Um, I'm excited. I'm excited to see uh, see Floyd back in the cage or in, back in the ring. That means the cage. Um, see, so, uh, we're gonna see what, what we're gonna see what McGregor can actually do on that. Um, we got this weekend's fights coming up that are gonna be big. You got you got Jones trying to get his title back. I think Floyd, it, if he wouldn't have been doing what he did, I think he'd still be champ till today. Um, you got a uh, you got a Sergio Pettis actually uh, actually headlining a uh, UFC live 
on uh, on FS1 here shortly. You got that McGregor one. You got um, Rockhold coming up in here in a few months. It's gonna be a it's gonna be insane. I think this is gonna be a good way to end our summer. No, you're definitely right, man. There's definitely a lot, a lot of hidden gems that are still gonna start showing up. We gotta be excited. Uh, you know, I, I know personally for me, it's gonna sound funny when I say it. But I'm kind of looking forward to seeing Mickey Gall come back. I know he's kind of taken a long time off. Last time we saw him fight was back in December. I'm a Mickey Gall fan. I know you are not. One of the other topics I want to talk about, and this wasn't something that we had planned, but this is something that kind of came up and was really huge, right? So UFC 217 is going to be at a Madison Square Garden. One of the biggest names that have been dropped in this, in this fight card, right, though may not be possible, could happen, we'll see, uh, Brock Lesnar put his name back in the USADA. Uh, we were talking about future opponents. Anthony, where would you stand on a future opponent that would want to come back and fight Brock Lesnar? <laughs> Mark Hunt wants him back. Mark, Mark Hunt wants his money, too. Uh, I think uh, with that one, that is such a hard one. I think you got an Alistair Overeem that's kind of out there right now. Um, you got... Possibly an Andre Olofsky trying to uh, revitalize his career again. Um, who else is out there that we could uh, even think about that would that would match up good with Brock Lesnar on that card? Um, you got it, maybe Kane Velasquez. Uh, uh, he might be able to get out there if once his back is uh, is ready to go. Um, Junior Dos Santos would be a great one if uh, if he if he gets his chance. Uh, how about Derek Lewis? Derek Lewis, I would love to see Derek Lewis and Brock Lesnar go at it. So the one thing that we're definitely going to know, right, and this is going to be massive, is that Brock Lesnar is one hundred percent, one hundred percent going to look for the takedown. He's not looking to knock a person out. He's not looking to throw blows. He's just looking to take a guy down and grind him out. And that's what we saw with the Mark Hunt fight. And that should not be unexpected to see uh, UFC 217, if that's a possibility of him coming back. So I definitely want to see a wrestler who's able to handle Brock's speed. And I think Cain Velasquez definitely is the answer to that. Um, you could bring in Alistair Overeem. Uh, he could definitely handle him. Uh, but, you know, like once again, you know, if you take him down, you know, we're looking at uh, – Alistair and his Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu game, which I think is very underrated. He's definitely been known to tap people out, and he can strike from his back. So he's definitely really good at that. Uh, but you bring up an interesting point in Derek Lewis. Even though he's tired, he is talking about coming back out. So uh, that would definitely catch my attention if I saw a Derek Lewis and uh, Brock Lesnar fight. Yeah, definitely. I, uh, I think uh, the Beast Incarnate... Is uh is making headlines, making some ripples in the in the sea, as we might be able to say. Um, and who knows what's going to happen? That's going to be an interesting thing uh, story to develop, and we'll see. We'll definitely see what happens. You know, it's funny because they they've mentioned on like multiple networks that the the WWE plans to utilize these rumors to kind of push the push the tempo of Brock Lesnar. Uh, I think that's kind of what we see him in the UFC or in the WWE as much as we've been seeing him is because they're trying to utilize him as much as possible prior to him going out. So it's definitely going to be 
a lot of fun to see, a lot of fun to to kind of pay attention to, especially because if Brock gets cleared by the USADA and gets kind of a his his sentencing, as we want to call it, uh, pushed to the side, and they say, yeah, he's good to go, let him let him fight. Hey, by all means, let him do his thing. Bring him back to the UFC. You know, he could have another fight. He said he was going to go back into retirement, but I don't see that happening. But we could definitely see potentially uh, a return of the of the beast to handle, uh, you know, his next opponent. And like I said, I think I'm going to have to lean on one way and kind of pull for a Cain Velasquez fight. I, I completely agree. I would, I would love to see Cain back too. It's been a, uh, it's been a minute uh, since he's he's been in the cage, and I would love to see him come back. You there with me? You still there with me, Quest? Yeah, yeah. Can All right, you hear perfect. me? Uh, I, I, I got you right there. You're, you're you're coming in a little bit clearer there. Okay. Yeah, but no, you're right. You know, Cain Velasquez has been out for a long time, had a back injury, was supposed to fight at, uh, was it UFC 205 before they pulled him because of his uh, his back surgery he was supposed to have. So to see someone like him back into the UFC, it'll be a huge, huge thing. So definitely looking forward to it. Yes, um, definitely. Uh, hey, he's uh, pulling double duty right now, playing a little WWF or WWE, my apologies, uh, life, and then... Uh, and go coming back into the cage. Uh we'll definitely see uh what's gonna happen there. Uh real quickly though, before before we get to our closing statements, I do have a shout out. I do want to shout out to my buddy Dwight Joseph. Uh he's fighting out of uh Uriah Faber's gym at uh Alpha Male and uh he will be fighting here in Lincoln August twelfth. Um at it's at, at going to be called, uh, I believe it's called Turf Wars. And uh, Dwight is a good friend of mine. I actually, we worked together at Solarion with him and uh, in the same department. And then he moved out to Cali to, to do better. And now he's coming back to Lincoln to to get down on this, uh, to get down on this uh, fight card. And I believe he is uh, headlining it. And so I just want to give a shout out to him and best of luck. I'll be out there watching him. So that was, that was a shout out that I needed to do, Cliff. I'm sorry about that. No, man, definitely. You know, we want to show a little love and respect to all of our fighters, especially when they come out of Nebraska. We're all excited to see them do their thing. It's definitely a huge deal because, you know, we don't we don't get to talk to them as much and we don't get to see them, but we want them to know that we love and support them. So, you know, Jake, Joe, the Ellenbergers, you know, we're definitely talking about uh, people like Houston Alexander, you know, God, man, the list goes on and on for me. So, yeah, Derek, uh, definitely Dwight, good luck, man. We definitely look, we wish you the best. Uh, and, you know, we, we hope you come back with that W. Um, guys, man, that's kind of going to wrap it up for us here at uh, Get the KO. Uh, one thing we did say that we were going to do at the beginning of the show, we are definitely going to do. Um, if you guys want to find me on Instagram or Twitter, it's easy. It's uh, CM underscore Miller 85. Or even if you guys want to find me at uh, on Snapchat, it's Ice in the Vein. So I-C-E-N-D-A-V-E-I-N-S. You guys can hit me up, talk to me whenever you guys want. I'm there. I'm always available 24-7. That's just, it's just the way it works. I know. Um, Anthony, what about you, man? Definitely the same. I have, my phone's always open day or night. If I don't answer it, I will answer it eventually. It, it might be a couple minutes, but uh, you can always find me on Instagram. My uh, Instagram is my first and last name, 
That's Anthony Lujan. That's A-N-T-H-O-N-Y, L-U-J-A-N. At the end of that, it's 1985. Um, my Snapchat chat and Twitter are both A Lujan 1985. So that's A L U J A N 1985. You can always reach out. We're always going to be there. All right, guys. Well, that's going to do it for us tonight at KO. Uh, it's kind of a late night. I guess we did so one thing I do want to give a big, huge Mondo shout out to my beautiful wife. It was her birthday today, so we definitely want to, uh, you know, give her a big shout-out, tell her happy birthday, love you, babe, and I, I can't wait for you to hear this, so that way you can kind of show your friends. Um, and, and, Anthony, what about you, man? Hey, yep, right there. Rebecca, happy birthday. I hope you had a great day. I hope it spoiled you out a little bit, gave you a little kiss or two. Yeah, you, 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 you can't say that, man. You you don't get that chance. I, I did. I did. <laughs> Alright guys, so like I said, that would be the that wraps up Forget the KO. So like the great and famous Mills Lane. Good night and good fights. <laughs>